Welcome to today's episode of Navigating Professionalism and Civility in Nursing. So one of the reasons why I am recording this is because I re- recorded this under Nurse Ease Nursing Made Easy, um, and I was asked to put it over here. So I'm your host, Nurse Ease, and today we're going to discuss those essential aspects of nursing education that include professionalism and making sure that we're fostering a culture of civility within our own profession as students, as nurses, and making sure that um, we're exuding this as part of who we are. We we understand that there, this whole journey of getting into starting a nursing program is a new world of thinking, changing how you think, adapting to a profession, and it can be overwhelming. So we're going to look at some of those concerns and then look at the anxiety and frustrations that may happen throughout your journey that may borderline or move into or be considered as being in civil. So let's start by highlighting some of the significance of professionalism as outlined by our American Nurses Association in the Code of Ethics. Within these, you're going to find really parallel um, core values, obligations, and duties that kind of guide the type of care that you're going to give your patient and those in the community. And that care has to embody being compassionate, respectful, but then also that portion of the ethics that come from the Code of Ethics. So if if you don't know what that is, or if you haven't had the time to practice that, it, it really re- involves you um, changing over the type or way or embodying in, in addition to who you are. I, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it. We all come in with our own personalities, um, our own way of doing things, our own way of speaking, our own values. And then we're giving these core values and obligations. We're being ta- um, taught to be compassionate and respectful. And then that, that envelops who we are and changes how we talk to people, how we treat people, um, and how we act and behave. And as nursing students, you're really expected to uphold these values, not only when you're in a classroom, but in all aspects of your life. So when you leave the classroom, when you're in your uniform, when you're representing the college, when you're not representing the college. And when I say that, you're wearing your uniforms, you're representing the college. When you're not wearing your uniform, if you've, if you've advertised, I'm in nursing school, you're, you're advocating and advertising for your university. And so that behavior must be um, aligned with that. And there is a really strong importance as a nursing student to make sure that you develop your own personal integrity and that you act with civility and respect for others' welfare. And this can't be something that's understated. A lot of the times, because of the high level of being in a nursing program, the anxieties and frustration that come along with that, we lose that integrity. We begin to act differently than what our personal identity is as far as who we perceive to be. And and sometimes it borderlines that right between respect and disrespect and is considered um, incivil, uncivil. With your nursing program, within your nursing program, each program has its own civility and professionalism policy. And in that policy, it outlines the expected behavior 
of all nursing students. And so it's going to reinforce the need for you as a student or for us to maintain a standard of professionalism and personal conduct, again, inside and outside the classroom. It's going to define what behaviors each program believes is disruptive behavior that can occur in different environments, whether it be face-to-face, whether it's virtual, online learning, whether or not it's the clinical experience. The purpose of this policy is not really to cause anxiety or frustration, but it's really there to create an inclusive, respectful, and conducive learning environment for yourself, for your classmates, and for everyone else who's who's present. Um, even when you're in the clinical setting, creating that respectful environment, especially when providing education to patients. As nursing students, you're really held to a high standard of professional conduct. This, that's exactly the same as a practicing nurse. So remember these guidelines are in place to ensure your safety, the way for your patient, and the integrity of the nursing profession. If you can think of those three things, when you're thinking about what you're going to say, what you're going to do, you will begin to envelop the role of transitioning into nursing. So let's discuss some strategies that can really help you kind of walk in a way with confidence and professionalism. So strategy one talks about self-reflection and self-improvement. It really is important that you embrace this self-reflection in, in that portion of creating your identity so that you can improve not only your conduct, but your interactions with others. Recognize that each of us are going through a journey of growth and that is continuous. And by acknowledging first, starting with having humility to be able to acknowledge our weaknesses, then you can really work towards becoming a better nursing professional. For me, myself, personally, um, I, I come from the city and we have a culture about how we talk to one another. Um, I talk very fast. Um, I, I have a lot of facial expressions and I realized that I had to start being mindful of my tone, my body language, um, and how I, and how I spoke, especially when I was dealing with my professors, um, when I was dealing with my classmates, and then as a nursing student working with patients. And I just realized that it was just so much easier in my journey just to adopt a different way of thinking of if I, if I act respectful, then I'll get respect back. Strategy two talks about seeking support and guidance. If you have concerns or questions about anything in nursing education or your policies, don't hesitate to seek support and guidance from your faculty, your mentors, um, or even your counseling services that they're available for you on campus. Just remember, you're not alone. Surrounded by you are individuals who have gone through this process, going through this process, or have started with you, and they can be a great source of help. Strategy three is about fostering positive communication. Um, you know, in the nursing profession, effective communication is essential. Um, being able to practice active listening, in order to engage in that, you have to be silent. 
You have to actively listen to what's being said and then provide an, an empathetic response. And if you do that, then you end up having a respectful dialogue with the individual that you're, you're talking to, whether it be your peers, your faculty, or the patients. It's through positive communication that you cultivate a harmonious and respectful learning environment. One of the things that I think about is my relationships that I have with other people. Um, I have an expectation in my relationships with individuals that I'm not going to be spoken to a certain way, regardless of how frustrated you be. I have an allowance, but at the same time, I find that I don't take kindly to text messages, emails, conversations that have a tone that says I'm not respectful of you. So what I learned is to like a lot of leading things to say like, I'm so sorry, I'm frustrated. This is not at you. I'm trying to, you know, get a resolution to my problem. And I'm just overwhelmed and trying to complete it. Like I lead in with this so that the individual knows that my frustration and anger is not at them. Um, or if I'm sending an email, I'll I'll type it up the way that I would want to say it. But then I come back and I review it. If I receive this, how would I respond? And then I try to adapt it and change it. If you think about moments in your life in which people have spoken to you and you, you didn't receive it well, or you didn't appreciate how they communicated with you, then try to avoid that behavior. Because if you set the tone, then you get that tone back in return. Strategy four talks about prioritizing your health and your well-being. It really is important for you to take care of yourself. This is very crucial to maintaining professionalism. As you begin to realize that poor health can have an effect on your level of consciousness, which changes how you think, how you speak, how you act. And if you're not healthy, then the likelihood would be that you're not acting, thinking, or speaking the way you normally would. And it may come out with um, a little bit of irritability or aggression. So you want to avoid behaviors that may impact that ability to fun function effectively as a nursing student. And again, remembering that becoming a professional nurse is about a transformational experience. So you need to use this opportunity to embrace your own personal growth and professionalism and then always strive to embody these values that we talked about earlier within the Code of Ethics through the American Nurses Association. So with that, I will end. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Navigating Professionalism and Civilian Nursing, I really do hope that some of the things that we went over um, can really help ease any anxiety and frustration you, that you may have. And so as a reminder, those, um, those strategies that we talked about included engaging in self-reflection and self-improvement, um, seeking support and guidance, which is strategy two, Strategy three is about fostering positive communication. And strategy four is prioritizing your health and your own well-being. So again, I hope these insights have eased any anxiety and frustration that you might have or will have. And remember, professionalism and civility is really at the heart 
of nursing practice. And by choosing to embrace it and uphold these principles, you contribute to your well-being, you contribute to the well-being of the other students in the classroom, your faculty, your patients, and in your nursing community. So stay focused, stay compassionate, stay professional, and I do implore you to make sure that as you go on into your journey, that you um, find some healing, find some growth. And until then, we'll catch up on the next episode.